Hi there, this is Watchin, and you are now listening to the I Choose the Ladder podcast, a podcast for Black women on the corporate climb. Today, we're talking about how to manage through layoffs. Um, if you've been anywhere uh, in the world, you've seen um, some large companies announce some pretty massive layoffs. So Stripe, uh, I think it was around 1100. Twitter has a lot going on. Um, and then most recently, we saw that Meta had layoffs that impacted around 11,000 people. Um, and that is not a number that, you know, we should be taking lightly. These are all individual people whose lives are being impacted, whose livelihoods are being impacted, whether they love their jobs or not. They showed up at work every day and did the work. And so right now there seems to be a period of mourning that's happening in a lot of these organizations but also a period of anxiety for um, employees who are outside of those organizations because the thought process, at least what we've been hearing, is if those companies who are supposed to be the beacon, right? So Facebook is doing well, or at least the perception that it's doing well, it's a giant, it's a you know a multinational industry leader. And so if they're having issues um, keeping their employees employed, does this mean that I'm next or my company is next? And so as we talk through this, I want our leaders to think about and look at this through a very human lens. I know that, you know, this happens because businesses might need to, you know, correct some, some missteps or predictions that they made around how much revenue would come in, how much business would have and, and that kind of thing, right? So we know it's inevitable. It happens. If you've worked in corporate America for any length of time, especially if you've worked for a large organization, you've probably been through a reorg or a layoff cycle or two. Um, I was someone who was personally impacted by a layoff cycle somewhere, and I've been through quite a few reorgs in my day. And so I understand how scary it can be, uh, but also how, in terms of morale, um, it can impact the ones who stay, right? There's a bit of survivor's remorse that happens where people who have lost colleagues but still have their jobs, they're grateful. But there's also the why me? Am I next? Um, should I be looking? Is this company safe and stable? And so during this time, it's up to the leaders to make sure that you are leading, right? Like not that you're just managing your staff, but that you are leading and that you are helping to ease the fears and ease the, the worries as much as you can um, during this time while we still understand that you're also one of those people, right? You may have the same survivor's remorse. You may have the same questions around the stability and the security of your job. And so this is double-sided for you, right? It's, it's hard on the losing of the employee side, but it's also hard in that you don't know you don't know with much certainty what's coming for you either. Um, and so one of the things that I think that we should first do in these situations is acknowledge that something awful has happened, right? You can't go back to business as usual when people have lost colleagues and work wives and work husbands and people that they've become friends with who they've worked day in and day out, some of them through pandemic, some of them through all of the uncertainty that we've lived and worked through in the last couple of years. And some of these folks, they may have spent more time with than they spent with their actual family members. And so as you think about this as a leadership group, how do you acknowledge the thing that has just happened? How do you acknowledge the elephant in the room in a way that is sensitive to what people are feeling and processing within the walls of your organization right now? That will set the tone for how you move forward as a department or as an organization is how much you can humanize this experience, especially if you've been through one of these before, right? Sharing your perspective, um, not, not encouraging or 
I don't know if encouraging is the right word, but not making employees feel like they need to hurry on and, and move through these emotions, right? Like it happened yesterday. By Monday, I expect you to be over it. Like get over it. We got work to do. That is probably not the right approach or the approach that's going to get um, your retention numbers to where you want them to be. So first acknowledge the thing that has happened and acknowledge it through a human lens. And I know that for some folks, you know, there are certain things that you can and can't say, but as much as you can humanize what people are feeling right now. The second thing is, um, I think the temptation sometimes is to approach this with people as if they should be grateful that they still have a job, right? Like it's, well, all these people, 11,000 people got, um, got laid off, but you, we still kept you as if it is a favor that's being done. And actually that's not the case. When people are kept in positions, it's because the company sees a value in them that they want to continue to, uh, to, have access to, right? So if you've kept someone that's pretty clear that they are a contributor or else they would have been, um, you know, at the hard decisions that you've had, that you had to make, right? They may have been one of the ones who did not have a job. And so you're not doing anyone a favor by keeping them employed in the same way that they're not doing you a favor by remaining an employee of your company, right? It's an exchanging of resources. And so if you talk to people or as you talk to people, right, we're in performance review season, um, the attempt, you have to fight the temptation to use the fact that they still have a job as some form of leverage that you can use when they talk about things like salaries and they talk about things like raises and they talk about things like promotions. So avoid the 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 desire or the temptation to use uh, the fact that they still have a job as, as any kind of leverage because it's not, right? It's an exchanging of resources. The third thing is that you want to have somewhat of a plan, right? You want to, in this leadership role, you, the, your employees are going to be looking to you to see how you handle and navigate this. And one of the things that is going to be a direct result of this is there will be more work for the ones who stayed, right? Depending on how quickly or if you fill those um, those headcounts or not, that work still has to get done and it's going to fall on the shoulders of the people who are still there, which means probably increased workloads, increased hours of work, a little bit more stress, or maybe a lot of, of stress, depending on the function that they serve in the organization. So what is your plan? As you talk to the distribution or the redistribution of work, you should have some kind of cohesive plan that has um, an, an understanding of the why, right? Like, why have you decided to reallocate work this way? Can you do that in thought partnership with your employees in terms of, okay, here are the things that are on the plate that we have to get done. Whose skill set, right, is best suited for what thing? How are you helping these be growth opportunities that then position your employees for something else? But it can't just be the work has to get done and so you're the one to do it. That breeds resentment. Even if that is the truth, you have to be very intentional with your words and how you choose to communicate this to the folks who are who are still working there. The fourth part of this is like, don't forget about yourself, right? So you are going to also need some um, some advocacy, you're going to need some help. And so as you look at who your allies are, who your supporters, your mentors, your sponsors are within the organization, are there gaps that you currently have that they can maybe help you fill, right? So let's say your boss is one of the people who got laid off. Well, you don't necessarily know how to, unless you were doing your boss's job, which a lot of people feel like they are, even though they are not. Um, but you may need to call in for help. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It's not a sign of weakness. It's that there is a big knowledge gap that you don't have that you need to have filled. And there are still plenty of folks within these organizations who could help you fill that. And so don't let your pride get in the way of leading during this time, because that's going to determine, you know, how 
well your team comes out on the other side. Um, I am incredibly sad for the folks who, you know, thought that they would have careers somewhere who now no, no longer have those opportunities or the folks who, you know, saw this next place is where they would retire or who had jobs that they actually found corporate homes that they loved. And now that is no longer an opportunity for them. So my deepest, um, my heart is with the folks who have been impacted by layoffs. Um, and there are some folks where this may be an opportunity to try something new. Maybe you were comfortable, you wouldn't have left on your own. And now this is a fresh start to think about, you know, how do you want to be spending your time? Where do you want to be lending your expertise? And so if you are someone who was negatively impacted by um, what's currently happening, and I think what will continue to happen as we, you know, head into a recession, we're already there, but apparently it's going to get worse, um, and with inflation and all the things, right? And so this is an opportunity for you to also get your resume together, make sure that you are networking and you're meeting people. But in the interim, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to mourn what you thought was going to be. It is absolutely okay to feel like this is terrible. This sucks. I got the raw end of the deal. I thought I was one of the, whatever you may be feeling right now, don't try to force yourself through that. Work through those emotions. Um, and then as you think about what you want to do professionally, make sure that you're using data um, from this time to help you inform where you work next. Um, I think it's hard for everyone, for leaders and non-leaders and individual contributors alike. This is a really tough time. and um, But I think that the, the ways in which we get through this is by connecting at a human level and understanding that like this is tough for everyone. It's tough for the managers. It's tough for the people who stay, people who left, and just kind of giving each other grace as we navigate through this time. All right. That's what I have for today. I'll probably do a longer podcast episode on this, but... I hope you all are having a decent Friday um, and I will talk to you next week. As always, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can connect with me on Instagram at I see you watching or here on LinkedIn. If you have any questions, feel free to slide in my DMs. I'm happy to answer them. Um, and you can also connect with the company on Instagram or on LinkedIn at I choose a lot. But until then, bye.